0: On this episode, I speak to a really inspirational figure from our industry, Amar Latif, who lost his sight when he was just a teenager, set up Travel Eyes, a tour operator which takes blind and sighted people on adventure packed tours all around the world. Here's what he had to say. Hello, I'm here with Amar Latif. Hi. Hi there. Thank you for coming on. Um, so you founded eyes in 2004 and it started trading in 2005. So t- tell us how it all came about
1: yeah um you see it started when i was four years old the doctors told my parents that i would become blind in my mid to late teens and i remember waking up when i was 18 and i couldn't see the picture opposite the end of my bed i was walking around crashing into things and i realized that this was it i was blind and i didn't want to be blind but i just had to deal with it and then fast forwarding on many many years after you know being a qualified accountant working for british telecom i had money and i wanted to spend it but none of the travel companies out there wanted my money and i was damned if i was gonna let blindness stop me from seeing the world so in 2004 i realized that if you want something that doesn't exist either you do without or you got to build it yourself and then in 2004, Travelize was born.
0: And tell us about how, how it works, the, the tours that you, you take guests on.
1: So we're an international uh, tour operator that takes groups of people all over the world. And brings them back home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just leaves them there. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and the big difference is that half of the group are visually impaired or blind. And the other half are fully sighted, just like yourself, Amy. Mm-hmm. And most people don't know each other. And that's part of the fun. Because each day we would partner a sighted person with a different blind person. And in return for guiding and describing the sights, our sighted travellers get to travel for up to half price. So it's like a win-win situation.
0: Brilliant. And you, were you saying earlier that um, you've had some romances? Um, oh,
1: plenty of romances, Amy. I mean, <laughs> not
0: you personally. Well, maybe you personally. <laughs> sorry, I just yeah, thought I, I framed no. that question a bit wrong. Yeah, Let's <laughs> no, talk about fine. your love life. Yeah. No, um, I mean, <laughs> about the, your guests, sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you've brought people together.
1: Yes, um, we brought so many people together. Well, they've brought themselves together. I mean, we're not a, a, a dating company, But, you know, people love romance when they're on holiday. You know, their their inhibitions get removed and, you know, it creates a lovely environment. So we've had sighted people meeting other sighted people or sighted people meeting blind people or blind people meeting blind people. And we've had lots of, like, marriages over the years. It's just wonderful.
0: Amazing. And did you get to go to them?
1: Yes. um, I went to one just two years ago. And their theme was... Uh, travel and it was all the holidays that they had been with us because you see uh, 80 percent of our travelers come back time and time again so you know these guys they've been on so many trips and each table had the theme of each destination that they'd been on and they met on the great wall of china oh wow and it was just amazing and then he proposed to her in peru so it was fantastic.
0: Oh, very nice. OK, and so the ty- t- tell us about the types of um, tours that you do. I mean, they're pretty adventurous, some of them, aren't they?
1: Yeah, um, so we offer over 70 destinations across the world. And so, yeah, we do some that are active. So you've got your skiing holidays, walking holidays and sailing holidays. Now you're going to ask me like how does a blind person ski but it's, it's just amazing we, we use various different methods so your sighted traveller can ski in front of you and they wear this like music pack and you just follow the music. Um, the walking holidays are brilliant, we go to places like Bulgaria, um, Cinque Terre in Italy and Andalusia around the white villages. Um, sailing holidays we hire flotillas in greece and we have blind and sighted travelers on each boat and in terms of you know the majority of the other trips that we do discovery tours places like peru where when we go to the museums they'll open up their glass cases and they'll let us touch all the inca artifacts and it's just amazing because these things are like over a thousand years old and you're touching history and then when we go to places like um Uh, you know, Africa, we we find, you know, responsible places where we can actually interact with animals, like in elephant sanctuaries, where we feed baby elephants. Um, So we make our tours quite uh, exciting. So they're like our discovery tours. And then you've got the relaxing sunshine breaks like Mexico and uh, the Canary Islands and all that sort of stuff.
0: And how does it work when when you're launching a new tour or or when you have launched um, new tours? How does it work with the local guides in destination and and the tourist boards and the hoteliers? Are they quite receptive to you? Is it quite challenging? Does it vary from country to country?
1: It does vary from country to country, um, we send them over some information about blindness because, let's face it, like a lot of people have not met a blind person before. And the first thing they think is panic. Hotels are panicking, thinking, oh, there's a group of blind people coming and they're warning all the guests and everything that, you know, just need to keep everything clear. Right. But as soon as we arrive, like, our groups are so social though because every day we swap the partners around. So if you were on a trip, Amy, don't worry you won't be like partnered with me the whole week Stuck with it. yeah so and that basically means that everyone gets to meet everyone and everyone's chattering away and stuff and then you'll find like couples that are on a tour somewhere or in a hotel they want to join in um so that's the hotel so that it's a big learning curve for them and they realize that you know we're just like anyone else we might just advise them like you know when the cleaners go into the rooms don't move things around because mm. like you know when you move somebody's shoes even like half a meter they remember where they put them if they're blind and so that can cause problems tour guides sometimes they panic they think oh my god I, you know I've been doing this for 20 years but I've never had a group like this and and the first thing I say is look don't worry it's uh you can use exactly the same language, Um, you know, you don't need to feel like you're walking on eggshells. And then we just give them a bit of steering in terms of like, you know, how we, you know, if they can throw in a few descriptions uh, rather than just saying, oh, look over there, Um, you know, and we, we, we give them some advice on how to make tours the most effective for our groups, which actually is brilliant because not only does it help the blind travelers, but we, we, it helps our society travellers as well to enjoy because, um, you know, a lot of the times, like when tour guides are marching year round, it can get quite tiring and boring for everyone. Mm. So we make sure that, you know, we really work with our tour guides to make sure we've got them on the right page. <laughs>
0: and do you, are you regularly adding new tours each year or each season?
1: all the time because like a lot of the customers are coming back time and time again so they're like oh give us a new Not tour new, yeah. so we're you know we go to places like Ghana Swaziland Um, you know we're always always adding loads of places Costa Rica Chile we do in Costa Rica for example we do lots of zip wiring kayaking all that sort of stuff so we may, we try and make it really really interesting and, and, and varied mm. and people really love that you know our, our travellers in terms of the sighted travellers you know Probably on average about 35 plus are blind travellers aged between 18 to 80. And they're all like really well travelled and they want to go and see exciting things and meet, you know, learn about cultures and stuff. So we've got to keep them excited.
0: Absolutely. And what, what are the most extreme trips you've done yourself?
1: Um, well, I've done extreme trips, uh, you know, when people watch me, for example, you know, the, the TV programmes that I do where I'm flying planes across Uluru or trekking through Nicaragua 220 miles, I'm, I'm, I I'm. always have to reassure customers, look, when you send your Auntie Doris to us, <laughs> uh, well, she will we'll not be, be doing that. Do
0: that yeah. She, she <laughs> won't
1: be climbing a 5,000 foot volcano. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, the more adventurous stuff is stuff that I do myself. Mm. Um, but with Travel Eyes, you know, it's, it's, it's more like um, treks. But one of the really exciting uh, adventures that we are doing now is Charity Challenges. So we work with charities um, to help them raise funds. So next week we've got a tour of 30 people going out to Karela in India and they're going to be trekking for six days. So they're going to be you know, walking and, and they've raised money to come on this trip and half of the money goes to travelize for the costs and half goes to, you know, the, the charity. So in this case, it's the Sunshine Fund, okay. which is a charity that helps disabled kids. And the exciting thing is, so, you know, not only is a person raising funds, but they're helping to guide a blind person. So mm-hmm. it's got an interesting little twist.
0: And you've got a TV show coming up, haven't you?
1: Yes. Um, I've just come back from filming uh, BBC Two programme, which I can't really talk too oh, much okay. about.
0: We'll have to watch it. But
1: you'll have to watch it. You'll um y- it'll be it'll be very interesting. You'll see what a blind person gets out of travelling. And not only what a blind person gets, but what the sighted world are missing out on. Mm. A lot of the times, you know, when you can see you're you're taking your iPads and iPhones out, taking pictures, moving on, you're not really present in the moment. So watch this space, and I will show you a great interactive way of travelling.
0: Amazing. When's it out? Can you tell us that? Uh,
1: it'll be over the next few months. Okay.
0: And yeah. the name of it? Are we allowed... um, it...
1: I don't even know the name oh, yet. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. it's a
0: work in, work in progress. Okay. That's brilliant. Right. Um, do you think the travel industry does enough when it comes to, in particular, blind travel, um, but then also accessible travel?
1: Um I don't think that the industry is fully aware of blind travel. I think it's, it's good that you mentioned it in, in, you know, accessible travel and blind travel, because, you know, there can be quite two different things. People in wheelchairs and other disabilities, the requirements can be very, very different. So somebody in a wheelchair, you know, they need a ramp. But if you're blind, you don't need to do anything with the hotels. Like steps are fine. All that is good. Um, What we need as blind people is uh, websites to be accessible so that when we're booking the trips, we can book our own flight. You know, we feel independent and we can do it. At the moment, I don't think there's many airlines out there that, you know, blind people can book their flights and and go. I think when you get to a destination, people don't know how to handle you as a blind person. They panic Mm -hmm. and... And and, and so whenever we're travelling anywhere, it's great because, you know, we've got this stage where we can actually help educate people. And I love, you know, showing people how to guide a blind person and I've got a YouTube video so if you type in how to guide a blind person we come up Travel Eyes comes up and uh, you know it shows you some some handy tips
0: Okay and how, how does your website work then? Is It's audio is that right?
1: Um, so the website is accessible so it's exactly the same as any other website so if you go on it of course, we're a holiday company, so it's got beautiful pictures. And so we don't compromise on that. What we do is we label those pictures and we make them sound really exciting. if I can say me, it's a bit like, you know, when you read a book, mm. you get beautiful descriptions, don't mm. you, in the books? And often the book... It's better than the film.
0: Hmm, always. Yeah. So
1: who knows? Maybe the pictures on our websites hmm. are, are more beautiful to our blind travellers than to sighted travellers.
0: And who does those? Who do you commission to, um, to write them?
1: That's all in-house. We've got some. Uh, we've got a great team. So we have an excellent products team. We've got Laura and Emma who work in, in products and they put together the products and they do a fantastic job making sure that it's engaging for both our blind and our sighted travellers.
0: And do you, I mean, our audience at Travel Weekly is primarily travel agents um, as well as suppliers. So do you sell through agents currently?
1: So at the moment we don't, but we did with Co-op Travel. We had a beautiful relationship with Co-op Travel. They came up to us and said if we wanted to work together and we did. We trained their agents, but then Thomas Cook came along and gobbled Co-op Travel. And then we continued doing the contracts, but all that fell by the wayside. But we would be very willing to work with travel agents, and you know, because I think f- for the travel agents, it's not the blind people that they would need to find, because you know we're well engaged with all the charities. It's the sight travellers, it's just solo travellers who um, don't really want to go on a singles holiday, but they want to be part of something. And by coming on one of our trips, it helps them see the world differently. It makes them more present in the moment. And it makes them look at their life differently because you've got blind people who don't let their blindness hold them back. They're halfway across the world and they're having a good time. And it makes our sight travelers think well, you know, what am I worried about?
0: Mm. Absolutely. Okay. So, so you're willing to work through, um, work with more agents so they can get in touch with you, presumably if, yes. if they're, if they're keen to, to work Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so where's next, what's on, what's left of your, on your bucket list um, of places to go?
1: Of places to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is a tough question because for the last 14 years I've been traveling probably 15 times, uh, each year. And I love places like Cuba with it's history and the sunshine and the music. I've loved Peru with it's floating islands. I mean, I've just had an incredible life. So next for me, I would say space
0: no yeah. really I don't, wow. want, I don't
1: want to see what it's like to be blind and and to be bobbing around mm. on space <laughs> oh wow
0: well it's it's um you know that's not a fantasy it's going to happen isn't it Space so. tourism at some point okay and and what's next for travel eyes then what what, what a expansion or new new destinations
1: yeah we've got lots of new destinations coming up as well and um you know we're always expanding our itineraries we've We also work with international schools who come as, you know, the students come as guides and they they help our um, blind travellers. And it's just, it's fantastic. We're constantly evolving our product and adding new things in. So check out our website.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Amar. It's lovely speaking to you.
1: Lovely speaking with you, Amy.
0: That's all for this episode, but we've got lots of exciting guests lined up for future podcasts, including TV presenter and Travelsphere ambassador, Penny Smith, Travel 2 and gold medals Lisa McCauley and Uniworld's Ellen Betridge and if you're not already don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes